Welcome to Marcus Played, the movie podcast about movie podcasts and the discussions that come from them. I'm Hiro of the True Bromance Film Podcast, and joining me is Mr. Michael Denniston of The Great Sober Cinema. This episode will focus on stalkers in film and our society's turn to extreme voyeurism. Along the way, we find some time to throw in some much-desired baseball analytics and free agency talk, which is, of course, what the film fans are clamoring for. So without further ado... Here's our show. So welcome back to Mark S. Played and uh, Hiro, the returning champion of Germany, finally makes an appearance again. I had to go to Australia to get someone just to babble about movies with me uh, because you just went off the grid, my friend. I I, I will open up, open up my heart here and uh, tell you that uh, an intense rage of jealousy, you know, when, when I hear Andrew's voice back to back, I'm like, hold up, man. This is my podcast. Mm-hmm. Why am I getting calls? So I start shooting you texts, man. I, I will fully admit there's a little bit of envy. I was like, oh, man, I really miss Marcus played, man. We got to get into this. Well, uh, since I'm, I'm just, I'll just admit I'm lazy, as you well know. And uh, yes, I know. pretty much those episodes came about because Andrew, like, same as you, like, text me like, hey, I want to talk about this. I'm like, well, I guess we can throw it on Marcus played. We can riff on that for a little bit. So <laughs> there it you kind of did a similar thing. And then uh, for this episode, I, I graced you with an idea, uh, a theme. Uh, that went as deep as stalker movies. That's it. That's all I gave you. Yeah. That's it. Literally, uh, uh, like a three-word text. Hey, why don't we do this? Okay. <laughs> well, Excellent. Um, that and, probably- and I know you well enough that I I don't even bother to ask. Yeah. Okay. Well, the the, the reasoning being, uh, I was probably, I think when we were texting a few hours from uh, walking out the door to see my third new release of 2019. We're, we're in March. Wow. So I'm averaging guy. one a month. Yeah. Uh, that may have you been, have EV, by the way, by a long shot. Uh, I was about to say that may be too many already for the, uh, the product we're getting in 2019. Uh, and to be fair, I, I'd say January was as usual spent catching up on stuff that I didn't get, uh, from 2018's lineup. Uh, but me and the wife are going to go see Greta, which, uh, was strange to me that, uh, it was even like the, that and Medea here in the States were like the two wide releases. I had not seen a single trailer for Greta. So it was one of those things that uh, when Brittany asked me, what's this about? I had to go to the good old IMDb. I'm like, oh, it looks like it's a stalker movie. Hey, Hiro, you want to talk stalker movies? I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> that was that was the extent of it. So this is kind of a blind watch uh, for me. Um, doesn't feel in this day and age like a wide release. I have, I have sincere doubts that it'll ever make it your way unless uh, Isabel... Uper has just got like that European market cornered, and she's no, like still Hasselhoff ta- country around here. Uh, buddy. That's really depressing. I I sincerely had no idea what this movie was. Is it is this um, a dumping movie or is this kind of the pre uh, eight month summer thing that uh, that, that something was? I, I think that you know there are movies that come out early in the year like this that are you know little jewels. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're going after a, a different kind of audience, but. Obviously, January, February is super dumping around. Yeah, I think uh, this falls in line with uh, Unsane. Did you see that last year? I think it came out around March last that year as well. That is the Soderbergh iPhone thing. Okay, so yeah, it's <laughs> the Soderbergh 
iPhone thing without Soderbergh and without the hook of it being shot on an iPhone. It's like, I feel like they're just looking for an empty weekend. And uh, the reason they, they took this one is because Captain Marvel comes out next week. And yeah. they were the only brave souls willing to get that close to the Marvel Universe. So they're like, all right, we're going to take our shot here. Don't expect it to do well. Uh, but I imagine if this had premiered on Netflix, it would have got a pretty huge, uh, push. Like as far as, as soon as you open the app, it would have been like, you know, the banner across the top. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, like the Soderbergh movie that I still haven't watched, the basketball thing, I think also shot on an iPhone that came yeah. out. Um, and I love the, ba- I love basketball, right? And not only do I love basketball, I love the, the finance and all the CBA talk behind mm-hmm. basketball. I'm yeah. sort of an all about like that and I still can't bring myself to watch that thing yeah i'm in the same boat as you i don't know i <laughs> this is one of those things where we uh normally on marcus played we gripe about netflix or something we bring them up and i think this is an example where they do something they they have cultivated something that is directly aimed at you and i and we right still can't be house. bothered nope <laughs> so, i'm gonna go see greta i'm gonna go see well, that I'm, at the i'm gonna watch killer mike <laughs> <laughs> so uh the podcast i have is on Greta. And, uh, to be honest, uh, I also sent you another movie, uh, under the Silver Lake. Cause I'm like, well, that's yes. a, that was a, that was a far buzzier, um, among film Twitter <laughs> release that hasn't been released in the States. It's been released, I guess, everywhere else in the world. So almost anyone who's interested has seen it through some sort of ill gotten gains. Um, and I thought, okay, I'll be able to easily find something on that. Cause that, that is like a controversial Wait, movie. Come out in the States at all? No, it doesn't come out until April nineteenth. Oh wow! And so I think it's even in limited release, April nineteenth. So, oh, this might be uh, this might be a little true romance action in the future. Yeah, yeah, I would uh, I would say you all should be able to get on top of that one. No more velvet buzzsaw or <laughs> whatever. How Netflix. dare you slander that show? That might be one of our best shows that we've done in a while. Um, and a lot of it is just mocking podcasts that discuss film. So, oh, good. Well, that'll gazing. actually get me to watch Velvet Buzzsaw. Another thing that if it had premiered in the theaters, I probably would have gone opening weekend, but can't be bothered. I think you don't have to watch Velvet Buzzsaw to, to enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I like how you're marketing your podcast. Like, no, 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 you don't even have to do that. This one, this yeah, is a uh, plug it in. Yeah. Four quadrant podcasting with True Bromance. Absolutely. Yeah, damn right. So really like <laughs> Greta is what gave me the idea of like, let's do stalker movies. Um, because that's all I knew about this one. Uh, but I discarded. The podcast I had been uh, attempting to to sort of shoehorn into this episode for Under the Silver Lake and went with something on Greta just because it was pretty natural as I'm in the shower this morning. I'm like, okay, who talked about Greta? My problem is, is that the movie, I like the first half of the movie, but once she goes off the rails and becomes a nut job, uh, I think the movie becomes derivative of not only Misery, but like a hundred other movies that I've seen. Um, and it's very predictable and very B-movie campy. Bill and his daughter, Lily, were sitting behind me. There's a big reveal at the end, which was not a reveal. Bill figured it out. I figured it out. I restrained myself. I was going to turn around and tell the tell Bill's daughter, like... You know who, you which know people who that, love at a movie when you turn around and yeah, and say you know uh, have you figured out who that who that is and let's just leave it at that. But I I stopped myself from doing that. But I, you just know all the notes in this song. I mean, you just know what's going to be played next, and that was kind of like a drag for me. It's I like didn't I've have a problem this. with any of that. I thought it was camp. I thought it was like mommy dearest in a way, and mm. it was so over the top and fun that uh, I I say, and it's all Isabel Hubert. I mean, she is amazing in this thing as the whacked out woman. Uh, I thought that uh, what's her face in misery did it. What's the actress? Uh, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates was 
was the better whack job, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's serious, and this is a camp kind of almost comedy, almost. Oh, that's campy. Come on. When this is like, like a funny... Uh, you're my, you're like, my favorite author. You really are. You know, this neither is of like you a, guys have mentioned who made the film. Oh, yes. Oh, Neil true. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the real shocker. Here's the guy that did the crying... I mean, such really, like... Iconic. You know, serious work, like... What, name some of the movies, Bill Burgoyne. Clear up me, you can't think of it. Because I can't think of it, but he's done. Well, no, the crying game. There's a podcast called Sitting Around Talking Movies, which is maybe the most honest podcast title of all time. I like it. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Just cut to the yeah, chase, man. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I really like it because about five minutes in, they're uh, cutting to the pretty much the heart of all the criticism I've seen surrounding Greta. Which it seems to fall into two camps, and that's why I also brought up Unsane, because I feel like I heard the same things about that a year ago, which is one side saying, we've seen this before, there's nothing new here, and the other side's like, yeah, we've seen this before, but it's sort of playing with that. Like I'm seeing a lot of uh, camp throwing, thrown around as like the descriptive word for this movie, and I don't know if that's misleading, because I feel if like, yeah, and you you know as well as I do, that film Twitter has... <laughs> they have this particular hangup where they, they find this one sort of nugget or one little facet of the film and they sort of push that narrative. So like even the, the response I got you from you, just this like response when I said camp, I was hesitant to sort of like really harp on that because I feel like if someone goes into this, they're going to expect like Batman and Robin, like just all over the place. And it just has like tiny little bit of flourish here. And I think people were like, who are kind of digging it are wanting to hang their hat on that because they agree that we've seen this before and they don't really have anything else to explain why they enjoyed it. So I kind of want to toss the ball to you. Like you're saying that people are hanging their hat on being the ones that did like it or do have this feeling towards like it's, it's a point of pride or something or something that <laughs> separates them from the herd. There's a defensiveness to um, explaining away movies plot stories that we've seen before and still enjoying them which I've, i find curious because i i'm also you know i'm right in the middle of this i i agree with criticism that you've seen stories like this before in the podcast they mentioned misery as one that, that were a film where someone's obsessed with somebody else and you don't really know why i mean there's the hook that in that film james Conn's a famous author Right. But they don't feel the need to really explain why kathy bates is obsessed with this author as opposed to another one you know, she's just a super fan and she's crazy. That's it. And you just roll with it, right? You're like, okay, that's yeah. a crazy person. Okay. This film does something similar. And in the podcast, they, there's sort of a discussion about how much do you need to, uh, to really put out there about a character who's that far off the beaten path that can fall into something that's like so obsessive about someone. And it's not that they're dogging Chloe Grace Moretz, who's like the target of the stalking here. Uh, they're just discussing like, you don't really know that much about why. Isabel Uper would be like that into like this woman who she doesn't know, this complete stranger. And I'm, what I'm taking from it is, does that really matter? Like, what what sort of hooks are you looking for in a movie to like get you to absolve it of like telling a story you've seen before? Because I, I don't know okay. if I'm looking for anything like that. If so I enjoy it, I enjoy up, it. This actually came up the last time you and I podcast together. I believe uh, the Grendel was on with us. That we it was one of the last times the three of us talked. Was it Creed too? Possibly, I forget what it was, but the the you know the comment it wasn't came that out interesting. Of, obviously, I'm sure our no, listeners did no, as well. <laughs> no, but the comment did come up 
because I, I do remember this clearly is that I said something about the story was the same thing I've seen before or something or other. Oh, yeah. I used that line, right? I threw that I line out. I think out. Dave scolded you saying everything oh, yes, is the did. same. Yeah, everything he, you know, <laughs> he took his wig off and he fucking clawed at me. Uh, he t- and, you know, I think that there is a criticism there if you don't bring anything new to that story. And then, so I'm going to amend my comment from then, right? I'm okay. going to just walk it back. I'm not walking it back. See, I, I think still you do think totally attack Dave since he's not here to defend himself. I no, absolutely. Should. That's, yeah. that is my MO is <laughs> <laughs> kick him while he's not around. <laughs> kick him while he's down. You know, you take him to a bar and he drinks water all night. I don't understand what's going on. You know, it's a wedding. It's a celebration. Come on, man. Have a beer. Um, but I digress. <laughs> little, uh, that, that joke is so inside. I mean, like three people will laugh at that. I'll, I'll make sure to forward this to my friends who are at the wedding, and they'll all they'll, I'll just timestamp it for that joke, and they'll be like, "Yeah, that Dave, what an ass! How dare yeah. he!" But I will I will modify or amplify my statement. Right, that that films do have to bring something new to the table as far as the angle or the way it's told, even if it is the same old story. So, but. I don't think that it's necessary to go, like you're saying, into this deep backstory as to why someone's being stalked. I think surface level is enough because I think that the stalker sort of uh, genre, I guess what I'll call it, is is uh, flexible enough. There's enough room for different takes and different angles. I think it's it, the stalker genre on its own is it's a, it has room. So um, I've seen a ton of different versions of it, right? I mean, um, King of Comedy. Just going back to tomorrow, yeah. Um, the fan, uh, where with uh, again Bobby D, a little excessive with his uh, baseball love. Um, I think so. Baseball would like that now. I think they would, <laughs> they would appreciate the, the like a new generation being as obsessive as he was because I think they're they're kind of afraid of where it's going now. Uh, I mean, poor Bryce Hopper's out there, you know, with a with a hat in hand, like asking for nickels on the street. Can't even get a free agent contract until what March. Ridiculous. Uh, look, when you've only been top 50 war since 2012 once, See, this you don't is, deserve. I think this is the problem baseball has. Like War? You're, you're bringing out war and people are like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go yeah. watch Greta instead or listen to this I really podcast. know how to sell a podcast. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a salesman out here. Let's look at that man's hair, these. though. Bryce Harper's hair. That's what they should be selling. These My goodness. analytics. Yeah, no, I mean, you know what he should be selling? His Instagram account or his wife's Instagram account. Because as a dutiful baseball fan, uh, I did my research on old Bryce Harper <laughs> looking at his war, but also <laughs> trolling through his accounts. I like that. I like that. And that, they that at least good life. Fits, it fits with our stalker theme we've got Absolutely. here. I like this. Yeah. Which, not to not to just cast your, your podcast aside, but this is an excellent entry point for my podcast. Okay, cool. Which is, uh, it's a podcast called Spoiler Warning, and they were reviewing uh, Ingrid Goes West. Years from now, this will feel a very dated film, um, but it's an accurate film to now, and there are aspects to the things that this film is taking down that bug the shit out of me. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's a world that's, that's oh, what did it did it strike a little too close to home yeah one could why? argue chris has been paid to live in this world <laughs> for quite a while it's it's just it, 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 there's like instagram inst- the influencer culture yeah right? influencer culture is just the thing that on some level i mean i i do have this chip on my shoulder that is like we do a podcast which doesn't exist in a space that can technically work the way ins- insta friggin influencer culture works but like it, it, there's just a bunch of things that like bug me about the whole thing, right? And it's like I just I don't know. It's it's this is a deep dive that is not part of this podcast that is unimportant. You put some drinks in me. We'll talk about it <laughs> other times. 
But just th- all this- right, bitch. I'll take you over in your offer. <laughs> fucking let's go get some bottomless mimosas. <laughs> let's do fucking brudge. It's, it's it, this whole this whole culture like simultaneously annoys the shit out of me and fascinates me because it's like it's it's like I don't know how people get like this. It's weird. Like because I I feel like you could still be connected to social media and still have a, a personality you know you could still be an influencer even though that's like the dumbest title i nope, like we're all dead inf- influencer. <laughs> this is a good choice cut and dry stalker case but i think that so the, the podcast is talking about um influences what it influences and how the hell do people get to be influencers like don't they understand or like see themselves like what they're doing and, and how silly how it be- gets to this point and uh, I think that I'll do them a favor and I'll answer the question for them is because there's a, there's an audience for it. In, in in today's social media culture, you know, we're all stalkers. We're all diving like like what I did to uh, Bryce Harper's wife. You know, trolling through her account. <laughs> I want to see what's up. What's the hashtag? What what new jet setting adventures they're on? Um, and and you know, just to be fair to you, although I'm I'm sort of remiss to even give you that that credit. Uh, I mean, you're doing exactly what she wants you to do. Like yes. it's, it's up there to be publicly consumed. You're not doing anything yes. like there's uh, a financial. You know. There's a there's a dollar sign on that like on right. that uh, sure. view. Yeah, um, and I think that th- that Ingrid goes west goes into a territory where um, they're analyzing sort of our today's society's uh, fascination with people, with influencers or celebrities and stuff like that, and how we've we. Social media has kind of like turned the ratchet up, turned the volume up on our everybody's inherent like voyeuristic impulses. Like we all want to dig into these things. Um, so I, I I think that uh, you know, kind of cycling back to your question is, man, I I, I don't know. I I, I think that um, there's just enough. Like I was saying before, there's just enough room there. Yeah, Ingrid goes west is probably I guess a, a really good counterpoint to something like Greta because that is. Putting the modern spin on it, right? With the the Instagram feed that's being obsessed over with the the influencer culture, which probably to most people watching feels like some sort of sci-fi concept. Like it's <laughs> it's still sort of strange what uh, how Elizabeth Olsen makes her money just by like going shopping or <laughs> just Adding like hashtags and things, <laughs> drinking and- coffee, like just consuming food that she likes. Um, and in that regard, I think that's <clears throat> cycling back to mine. Maybe why there's such a, a stretch or a reach to defend something like Greta because this could have come out in the 90s or the 80s. Like the, there's nothing about this film really that is adding something new to I guess modern conversation, which it does make sense because the you know the stalker in question here is a senior citizen, so I I don't expect her to. Uh, to be Aubrey Plaza as far as uh, why she has a fascination with this woman. And there's actually like a sequence of the film where she says she doesn't know how to take pictures on her like flip phone and Chloe Grace Moretz teaches her how to do that. So it's on the opposite end of the spectrum of Ingrid okay. Goes West. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I think with Ingrid Goes West, like <laughs> it's less genuine stalking maybe than something like uh, that's like a throwback stalker movie like Greta. Because I don't feel having seen that one that Plaza genuinely likes or like adores Elizabeth Olsen. She just adores her status. 
Like, yes. That's, yes, that's exactly. the difference. It's nothing about right. the person. It's just like what she does. She wants that. She yeah. wants it for herself. And I think that's, there is like kind of the subgenre. It's not that she's like, from what I understand, I haven't seen Greta. So what I understand is this old lady is obsessed with this person. She's lonely. She just wants somebody to right? hang out with. But yeah. she's not trying to be her. No, she's no. not trying to create her own Instagram account right. and be like, you know, Granny69 is, is <laughs> hashtag at the Jesus. at the old uh, Cracker Barrel. Let me, let me pull out my phone and see if there's <laughs> Granny69 Granny is available. Uh, I'll have to get but, on, on the horn to Nasty Hellcat. Oh, I'm sure he's got that bookmarked. <laughs> so he's got it bookmarked right here. But yeah, that in Ingers Goes West, there is a, def- a definite attempt to actually become a social media influencer, just like uh, uh, what's her name, the Olsen lady. So there I is a Granny Six Nine. Uh oh, zero posts, following zero accounts, and has four followers. Four followers. Is it an egg. Yeah, four followers that are waiting. Uh, what a waste of an account, man. <laughs> what an absolute waste. I hate that. Don't take the account if you're not going to flourish, if you're not going to water the plant. Let it bloom. Look, I'll, uh, well, our people will be in touch with Granny Six Science people. We'll see if we can Somebody, <laughs> take over that account. I, we, we, let's start a, a Patreon or like a, a GoFundMe thing. Try to get the money that's going to cost to get that account. I guarantee you that I can turn that thing. What do you think? I don't know, man. There's got to be a good market for this. You know, I could be the, the the next influencer out there. I thought there was going to be a great market for Bryce Harper, but you know, apparently not. People are happy enough with just his wife's Instagram account, not his baseball skills. You got to actually put the bat on the ball to get uh, paid, buddy. <laughs> so, uh, I want to get back before because I think Granny Six Nine. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll end up doing a half hour just on that. <clears throat> Did you like Ingrid Goes West? I loved it. I loved okay. it. Uh, I I think Aubrey Plaza was is perfect in that role, right? She's like that quirk queen these days, um, and she's so manic there. And I and like if you view it from the perspective of you know how society is, or you you put you you lay that blanket on yourself, it's an ugly watch because you can see I can see myself going through Bryce Harper's wife's account and and <laughs> you know <laughs> keep going. <laughs> it just. I, I, it makes me feel gross about the whole thing. And I think that that's the intent of the film is to make you feel gross about sort of the, the norms of social media mm. culture. So in your social media, uh, lifestyle, I guess, if you will, um, what, what are you looking for? Like, are you looking for some sort of like distance from the people you follow? Like, obviously most of the stuff you do is film related and podcast related. So is that sort of the content? you want to to see like how, how much of that personal crossover do you want uh when you're on oh, twitter no. or instagram i want to i want to i don't go all the way i want to get invited to people's weddings and things like that <laughs> i want to have beers with uh <laughs> while while other friends drink water you know hell hell of a dd you know i, I want the whole the whole monty man i want to go all the way honestly I'll, I'll be real honest about this I engage with podcasts more with the when they engage with uh, quote unquote fans, like when they hmm. engage the listener and they have that open conversation. You know, the the really big podcasters that don't talk back to you or don't engage in a conversation. Some of some of them I will listen to, but not as regularly as I listen to someone who I can throw my counterpoint out there. You know, I think social media the way I use it is it's a platform for me to communicate with people. Hmm. I still believe in the fact that yes, it is a stalker 
thing there, you know, hashtag Bryce Harper's old lady. <laughs> but at the same time, it's just a way to connect with people, you know. So I I gravitate towards that. Like if I'm listening to your podcast and I have a comment, I was like, oh yeah, this movie was whatever, you know. Well, that's it's, probably the it's best. More enjoyable when somebody talks back. Yeah, as someone who's uh, both of us produce podcasts, I think the <laughs> the biggest thing I hate uh, with social media is if is when you post something like a episode on Anger Goes West, and the like fifteen minutes after the episode's posted, yet a comment back that's like that movie sucks. And it's like, well, <laughs> thank you for your contribution to this, <laughs> this, this Discord. Like, nothing about the actual podcast you created, but just like someone just is scrolling through. I don't like that, and I want to tell you, I don't like that movie. Uh, I, as you know, I'm I'm more apt to just take the conversation off social media. Like, if it's someone that I engage with, like yourself, a lot, I'll, we'll just end up like we'll exchange phone numbers and start texting or something. Yeah, like, that's yeah. that sort of thing. So uh, we're just killing our uh, our growth here. Is what I guess we're doing. so. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, but I've I never remember been... initially when we, you and I first started texting, we you brought up the, the fact that I was I was just giving away material by yes. this. I was like, yeah. what are you doing over here, man? This is good stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah, all of our conversations deserve to be broadcast because we're interesting people. That's why we do, we do we're the we're the best of the best. <laughs> There is that, definitely that uh, uh, performative aspect of uh, conversing online and from an audience as if you're on some sort of stage and other people are able to yell from the balcony down at you, which uh, sometimes you get some good stuff. You know, you get more people in the mucky muck uh, yeah. more often than not. Uh, I don't know. But that's I think that that's, you know, to bring this back to like film criticism, like with Greta in particular, I I. I'm concerned that <laughs> every film needs to be like, uh, you know, get out or something like if we're, if we're doing like a, uh, a thriller, like, you know, like going to, to buy your ticket for the, the roller coaster ride or whatever, that not everything can be get out. Even like Jordan Peele's got us coming up That's and my, good. it does look good. My hope though, is that like, it's not like get out like i don't you know what i mean i don't want him to like, i don't want you don't his, want your social commentary again well i don't want You're his done. bread and butter to be like he's gonna amp up like you know what social commentary will he have this time like with his because he's yeah he's like with get out like the thing Just that's be not honest, tell him you're sick of it you're sick of being <laughs> lectured to like i will be as racist as i want to be <laughs> i did read something as as a fan of green book uh, I was reading an article, which, uh, yet again, any you article. You just killed all of our downloads, by the way, eh, from well, Twitter. Whatever. Um, it pushes towards the elderly. Well, you know, I'm where you live in your old neighborhood. You need to go back and like hand out some flyers or something like Marcus played the, the curmudgeons. Maybe they'll, they'll like it, but their uh, flip phones don't exactly download well. <laughs> Hey, we're talking Greta. We're talking about Isabella Bear. <laughs> like, you know, that's what <laughs> I'm trying to teach them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was reading a, an article, like it was sort of, a, I think it might have been uh, from Entertainment Weekly, uh, sort of like a, like, here's the, the reaction, like, from the Oscars, like, you know, actual people who are up for awards and, like, they're not just, like, Twitter people. And they, uh, they mentioned, like, anonymous old white dude, like, having the anti Spike Lee moment when Green Book was announced, like, at the bar, like, pumping his fists. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wearing his, like, curry two lows. <laughs> you know, presumably he got his, like, you know, Andy Rooney book, like his hardcover, like underneath his arm, just like, I mean, the way they, they said it was like, here are the people that like this, this movie. But my point is like, it's with Jordan Peele and like genre filmmaking is I don't, I don't need some extreme new angle hook 
every time. And like, what I liked about Get Out was he's he's a good craftsman. Like he he directed like and wrote like a very tight like solid thriller. And yeah. Yeah, the conversation good. around that wasn't it didn't see I didn't see too often talking about his directorial skill. I heard a lot about his voice and his like particular insights as far as uh, race relations, in particular with that film, with I guess like sort of white elite liberals. But I'm afraid that <laughs> the craftsmanship, uh, he's not going to get the, the praise for that, for the actual technical aspect, aspects of his filmmaking. Uh, and instead people are solely going to focus on his sort of activist voice. And if he his doesn't, up, if he doesn't up that message, uh, you know, to a factor of like, you know, X degree every time, uh, I can see, I can see some disappointment coming in, which I, I think would be a shame. And so that, what that has to do with Greta though is like, this is just a solid, not the movies with, with some small little details that, you know, a few curveballs that are mixed in where it's like, Oh, that was interesting. And even the people who like the film seem to be saying, I wish it was curveballs the entire time, but that's, that's like an entirely different film then. Like that's, yeah. you have to understand your audience. So do you, do you think that, uh, that this is where, I mean, maybe, it, maybe it's a uh, matter of who you're listening to, to talk about the criticism, right? I mean, because we are, tied into this social media aspect of film Twitter, right? So all of our, our kind of curated lists and follows are based on film Twitter. Film Twitter has the the tendency to really focus on things like that, right? <laughs> they have one, that one message. voice, apparently. It's like, you know, you scroll through Oscar night whenever uh, Bohemian Rhapsody or Green Book won something. And, I mean, it might as well have been the same same gags, same jokes, being told like it i would have thought it was one long retweet from everyone like a, having the like same a script response. was sent out in yeah, advance okay yeah. when it wins this is what you paste in there okay yeah yeah, yeah. and that's what, what i'm saying is maybe maybe it is better to be old and just not give a shit anymore <laughs> <laughs> because you're not on social media you're on your flip phone you're watching greta or you're watching green book and you just want to relax and have a good time and you know just like Get out, get out works as just a thriller. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's fine. You know, my, my grandma can throw that thing in there if she was alive and put it in her beta max and she'd be all good. Um, yeah, maybe it is just who you're listening to. Maybe you need to do a better job of curating your social media accounts there. You're Mike. saying to do a mass unfollow is what you're recommending. Other than true romance, of course. <laughs> well, I mean, where else am I going to get my, uh, uh, velvet, uh, buzzsaw? Uh, you know, hot take that we've got a month later. Which and don't forget, don't forget your uh, baseball analytics. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that, uh, I, and as a podcast consumer, do you would you rather have something like I did this morning with Greta, where I'm like, okay, this is like a brand new conversation, like from something that came out at least to me this weekend, or do you do you prefer the podcasts that come out? Like after the noise has died down, that that's sort of not lost in the shuffle. And I know with your situation. You're kind of forced into that based on international you, release patterns. You refer to it, your situation with the hand <laughs> gesture that kind of like dismisses. <laughs> I, well, I don't want to give you the credit that this was an artistic choice, but uh, no, you know, you've no. stumbled into it. There, are, Okay, so so there are a few podcasts I listen to that I enjoy the the patter or the or the uh, or the voice behind it, right? So it doesn't matter what movies on there. I enjoy the camaraderie on the show. It's funny to me. I for podcasts like that, yeah, I'm good. But otherwise, I need to have seen it. So I will. Hmm. Marcus played a lot of stuff and try to come back to it 
um, when I have seen it or sometimes just try to catch up or just never listen to it. Um, so I do now I prefer, you know, going back in time now again, inside baseball, if it is a podcast that we're going to cover, I won't listen to anything until I talk about it. Hmm. So that I'm not influenced by the dregs of humanity throwing out their opinion, yeah. which is obviously, I don't want that substandard thought bleeding into my, <laughs> into my opinion. <laughs> but do you notice, or do you think you can notice a difference and content being produced with that immediacy, that sort of opening weekend, first watch, first response, sort of wave versus something that uh, people are commenting on with, you know, a month or two to sort of sit back on it and, and mull it over. It's interesting because I've kind of experienced both, right? In, in the first uh, few years of doing True Romance, it was day of, you know, I'd go to the movies on Wednesday night or Thursday night record friday night and that thing would be out saturday morning Mm -hmm. you know right away if you know you just came from the theater boom here it is um but now you know since i don't get to see a lot of movies first release like that there is um a big lag there so i don't know um i kind of don't have a preference now i just i'm 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 gravitating now more towards the, the 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 skill or the camaraderie or what i personally engage with more than anything else so you're getting old. You're getting into your uh, green book phase. <laughs> Pumping I'm not going to be going around teaching people how to eat rice and beans and shit like that. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> no, that, that would be different, right? It's like you would be teaching me yeah, yeah. how to enjoy rice and beans. Okay, got I, it. I think <clears throat> from what I've gathered, the uh, haters of green book on film Twitter would have made that a dreadfully unfunny movie um, <laughs> if they had had their, their grubby hands all over it. I, I th- I'm glad film Twitter doesn't make movies. You know, I just <laughs> fuck. It's just a, a more fun world when you just kind of overstep a few boundaries here and there. You know, well, you gotta leave room for mistakes to be made. And um, like for me, the like the Greta conversation or something like Under the Silver Lake, which we end up not even talking about. And maybe we should just save that for when it actually is released in the U.S. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, those films are far more interesting with, uh, when they, when they stumble around, where they sort of lurch forward and then, uh, go back and they don't follow the, like, man, I wish they'd made this exactly the way I want it to be made. Uh, cause that's, that's an entirely different thing. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I don't understand because films is a person's vision or whatever, you know, to, to want things to the criticism being, I would have done it this way. I don't know. Why didn't you then? That's the ultimate old man ending, I think, to our show. <laughs> well, you didn't do it, so go do your thing. Make your own movie. Uh, yeah, all right. I think that I think that's good enough. Uh, we got anything else? At Granny69, where you can follow Marcus oh, Blade. I'm, I've been a Patreon account coming soon, or GoFundMe. Something. Get that thing. Somewhere